Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Dream Reality New Earth Radio, reminding you that the choice is yours. I'm Dr. Dream with my co-host Ilya Nabatovsky, and now on with the show. Radio. I am Dr. Dream, and our co-host is... And I am Ilya Nabutovsky. What an amazing, energetic show we have tonight. Isn't that right? I am telling you, something today, there's something going on today that's just this high influx of energy. It could most certainly be our guest. That would not be out of the question that, that this person would garner this much additional energetic support into my field could be something else who knows how are you Ilya? i am fantastic and i am so excited to have our guest tonight on our show i am just so blessed to know this individual we've had so many experiences that have touched me and that i will never forget and it's just such an honor to be here with you, Dr. Dream, once again, with you on the West, me on the East, and we join together as one. It's amazing. I mean, there are no words, but I love it. (laughs) (laughs) There are no words, but we're going to search for those words for the next hour and a half and see what we can find. It is is an incredible uh, week so far. How how, How has everything been since since we last met up here in the ether? Well, everything has been very uh, interesting. There's been a lot of turbulence uh, here in my reality, Um, but, and actually and, it has been an amazing experience because it's allowed me to really transcend all the turbulence and to know that all this that I'm experiencing that is less than comfortable is just me reflecting me back to me. And so it's just lesson after lesson. And now in this moment, I am filled with love, filled with joy, filled with excitement, and ready to go. How about you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has been an amazing week. And also, I don't know if I would use the word turbulence, but... There's definitely some shaking up going on in Dr. Dream's world. There's no doubt about it. And as always, um, it is positive, no matter how it may feel from one perspective in the particular moment. Um, and that's it's just, you know, such a wonderful opportunity to connect with, 
you know, the illusion aspect of everything. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's all right. This is part of the illusion. I'm I'm okay with that. And let's see how I can fine tune it. And so there's been quite a bit of fine tuning going on. And yeah, I'm working, working. No, I'm not working. I'm playing with an amazing group of people and we're getting ready to do an event on July the what is it? July the 15th, 16th. I'm trying to open up my calendar. Uh here we go. It is the J- July 15th, 16th and 17th um here in Southern California called Orange Vortex. Um, and, uh, we went, a group of us, the, the, like the core committee went camping on Friday night, um, up in the mountains a little bit. And it was first time I've really hung out with most of them. And it was like a soul family reunion. Wow. Incredible stuff. And we're doing, um, another, uh, experience for us as we're planning this event, uh, this weekend also. So I'm just, it's just like one thing after another. And I'm like, yeah, bring it on. And then last night, I made my way up to Santa Barbara and I got to see two dear friends of mine and I officiated at their wedding last summer. And so this is the first time I've seen them since then. And um, I got to hang out with them a little bit in Santa Barbara last night. And of course, that's an area of California I absolutely love. Made my way back uh, today for this broadcast and uh, couldn't be more thrilled to be here right now, and um, I, I think we're about ready to introduce our guest, don't you? Absolutely. I just wanted to commend you on your adventurous and joyful um, just energy, and I really honor that. So without further ado, brother, let's introduce tonight's guest. So as you said before, our guest is, has, is uh, a very good friend of ours. Um, someone that we have connected with, um, not just uh, in the the internet ether, but actually in person, um, up in his uh, home country of Canada, British Columbia to be exact, and that was last summer on the tour of love with our dear friend Neil. And uh, you, Illy, and myself, and, and of course, Jake, the Wonder Dog, we made our way up to Victoria, B.C., and uh, had the I had the honor of um, tonight's guest joining us for a Galactivation, which was a very special experience, and then he hung out uh, and spent some time with us afterwards, um, and then uh, he's also made his way down here uh to California and uh he's just been he's been doing some great things. I I got to tell you that um it's it's really special for me to this whole Facebook thing where you really get to follow people and 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 particularly people like Brad who don't hold back and and really put themselves out there for all of us and and while we were talking to Brad before uh, we started the broadcast, you had mentioned uh, something you read this morning, a uh, status that he put up. And um, that's that's how I was going to open uh, the introduction, because uh, when I got up this morning, the this is the, the status that I read. And this is from Brad Johnson and his status from about nine hours ago. So about nine o'clock this morning, 
uh, was the first time in my life where I have actually woken up in the morning, cried tears of joy, and literally feel so complete. And I read that this morning, and it brought a tear to my eye, and I was just like, yeah. And we get to have Brad Johnson, who is the channel for Adronis, here on Dream Reality New Earth uh, Radio. And um, we are absolutely thrilled to have him join us. Brad, are you with us? Yes, Dr. Dream. I am here, and hello, Dr. Dream, and hello to Ilya, and thank you very much for having me on New Earth Radio today. I appreciate it. We are we are just thrilled to have you here, and um, it's uh, it's it's just this great opportunity for us to to ask a lot of questions, to to learn about you know what what it's all about for you, and and uh, you know. For for our show, what we really like to do is we really like to have people on who are fully conscious and aware and and have stepped into what their why of existence is, what their passion is, and, and putting that energy out in the universe. And my gosh, I mean, Brad, you fit the bill perfectly. <laughs> oh, thank you very much, Dr. Dream. I appreciate that. And again, it's just it's just part of the journey that I've decided to go on. And again, it's really been a near three-year journey right now. Um, and I knew that uh, as soon as getting into this, that it would be, uh, you know, kind of a challenging time because my whole idea was to kind of put myself out there publicly and say that, well, I'm going to transform myself. And each and every single one of you can witness this. If I can do it, each and every single one of you can do it. And since that whole beginning time, between August of 2008 and, of course, right now. It has been a nonstop roller coaster of incredible challenges, of incredible uh, acclamations, of uh, profound discovery that has literally just catapulted me into new, higher-dimensional realms, that has literally catapulted me into the whole understanding of what unconditional love truly represents to ourselves. And that's the nature, exactly, of why we're all here. We're all trying to remember exactly who we are. And by understanding who we are, we get the mentality of knowing more about what we can play with, that the universe is ours to play with. That that is exactly why it exists. And I'm just here to uh, share exactly my experiences with playing with the universe and, of course, showing that if I can do it, anybody can do it in their own divine, unique way. I love that. I absolutely love that. And that's... That's how I feel also about, you know, we're all here to be an example to ourselves and to everyone else. And so um, I love hearing you say that. But, Brad, all of this takes me to my first question, which is what happened in August of 2008? I mean, what what got you to this point that um, that you have been able to expand upon to, to get to where you are now? Well, it all began with a science fiction novel, strangely enough. That's exactly how it started. I was uh, doing a lot of online websites. Uh, I was even working on quote-unquote video games in that sense. And I had the urge to do this particular novel, and this novel was known as uh, Day Zero at the time. And basically it resolved around extraterrestrials. And I wanted to make this novel, yes, a science fiction, but also give as much uh, credence in regards to what the extraterrestrial presence is truly about, 
people who had contacts, uh, contactees, uh, experts in their field, perhaps black ops community, etc., and just discover what is the real deal behind the extraterrestrial presence. And what I discovered was through a lot of my research that I did online was that a lot of these uh, ET encounters have a lot to do with spirituality, that a lot of these uh, ET races are very deeply spiritual and do believe in that of what is known as a one infinite creator or an isness or uh, all that is, so to speak. And so this really intrigued me because I never ever thought, I never really considered the idea of, of something that, a topic that I love so much in regards to extraterrestrials that was in relation to spirituality. And so this triggered a very large download within myself. And um, I decided to put the novel on hold because there was so much more here that was opening up as I was doing more and more research. It was like a filling cup of knowledge that just eventually led to the brim of the glass. And uh, through this uh, filling cup of knowledge ensued a lot of research that I did um, just in regards to spirituality that just began with meditation. And I started to get into meditation. I just uh, took out a little book in uh, my local library known as How to Learn How to Meditate. Uh, approximately about four or five days, just finished that book from front cover to back cover. And I started doing a lot of the techniques that the book was suggesting as well, too. And uh, getting into these techniques and just getting into the stillness of mind and just being mindful of your own breath, uh, just being aware of your presence and understanding that you are one in everything with all that is, uh, really helped to transcend my whole understanding and start to get something that has been greatly lacking my entire life. Uh, I did have a bit of a religious background. I was that of a Jehovah's Witness uh, from birth up until the year of 17 where I just couldn't stand it anymore. I just did not like all the dogmas and, of course, everything that that particular religion represented. And, of course, I transcended that in my teenage years. And throughout that time, before my awakening, and, of course, after leaving the Jehovah's Witnesses, I just kind of said to myself, well, you know, I know that something like a god exists, uh, but I just don't want to represent him in the way of the creator, in, in the way that the, the religions uh, represent a particular creator itself. And so I just started diving into meditation, and this intrigued me a lot more. Then I started getting more into uh, talking to other individuals in regards to true spirituality, people who are channelers, people who are psychics, people who are uh, healers, uh, all these people that I started meeting online. I started to meet a very large assortment of people. And I thought, well, because I'm meeting so many individuals uh, right now, I thought, why not start an online community? And so I started an online community, and I started talking to a lot of people. And I wanted to know more about this because I wanted to go deeper, not only into the idea of spirituality, but also into the idea of the subsidiaries to which spirituality is related to, psychic ability, healing, etc. And uh, one other particular form of uh, facet that related to spirituality was channeling. And uh, I was just so amazed. I had a few good friends that were online who were just amazing channelers. They were bringing forward some really remarkable information, both on a vocal channeling processing uh, state as well as automatic writing, of course, writing everything down on a piece of paper. And so this is what really triggered and just catapulted me further was, yes, I was getting deeper and deeper into meditation. Yes, I was understanding the more nature of spirituality. And now I was starting to observe channeling as well, too, and, of course, getting into healing as well. And it was all these things that where I get, when I get interested in something, I need to understand the entire spectrum. It's not that I'm just going to pick one particular facet in regards to spirituality. I want to understand the entirety of the spectrum. And that's exactly what I did. And it really started with uh, the idea of channeling. 
And so I started doing uh, a lot of practices that the channelers were showing me. Uh, I started doing a lot of exercises, and within those few weeks that that happened, there was just a huge, an enormous blossoming period. And this is what eventually led to my contact with the being that I channel, known as Adronis, which is known as, in his sense, the multidimensional mentor. And uh, just uh, started to do automatic writing with him uh, for the first couple of months. And, of course, it later uh, progressed into the understanding of vocal channeling. And uh, that's exactly what I do right now. Uh, for those of individuals who may be familiar with Daryl Anka and what he does with Bashar, uh, this is very, very similar to what I do with Adronis when I get into that state as well. And, of course, there's a lot of similarity between how Daryl Anka channels and myself. Uh, some people have actually mistaken um, the way I get into the channeling state, very similar to that of Bashar. Um, all I can say is that they are very, very uh, similar in that idea of energetics, yet they are different as well, too, because they still offer their own perspective, but brought through that perspective from the very same source of actually uh, giving an understanding about what is, where we're going, the acceleration that's happening, and, of course, our uh, unification that is taking place in a very accelerated form on this planet right now. Now, Brad, when you started this, and uh, you know, with the with the writing and then the the vocal channeling, did did any of this catch you off guard? Uh, it was there was a lot of surprises. There really was, and you know, I, I didn't really know what to expect because the the whole idea of channeling was very very oblivious to me. I was not too sure exactly what to expect in this. I was very very just surprised at just first examining it and saying, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe that people are bringing in." these consciousnesses, whether they're extraterrestrial, whether they're extra-dimensional, whether they're angelic, whether they're spirit guides, whether they're earthbound, what have you. But uh, there was just there was a lot of loops uh, that really just kind of threw me for a whirl as well, too, and how to get into the channeling state, how to receive the information, uh, learning how to trust the information, uh, learning just to be very, very comfortable yourself and really understand that it is all about alignment and it is all about acceptance. Uh, basically, how I get into the state is that I just uh, align myself to where I'm actually becoming the entity known as a dronus. It's like when an actor becomes the part. Uh, that's basically how I can put it to how I communicate with a dronus. And, uh, of course, when I get into the state of consciousness to where I'm fully relaxed and fully centered, then I actually feel like I'm actually wearing an energetic crown right across my head. And, of course, all that energy starts to move down to my throat, to my heart, to my solar plexus, and I just start to feel these amazing uh, forms of energetics that are so subtle, yet so intense. And it's kind of paradoxical in that way, but the whole nature of the universe is based on subtle energies. And once we start to transmit ourselves into bonding with those subtle energies, our interpretation of how we represent the flow of the energies can then determine its intensity. And that, therefore, determines my intensity uh, based on how I interpret the energies that are coming through with Adronis when I'm getting into the state to channel him. Now, prior to August 2008, is is the way you're describing this now and, and where you're, the seat of your perspective is, was it substantially different than it is now? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, before the journey that took place in August of 2008, um, I was going through just, you know, other particular, I guess you could say, life progressional changes, 
Um, I was starting to open up to a degree in regards to, you know, what was really going on in the world, and I was starting to have a bit more of a mindful opinion on that and uh, looking into those understandings, but it wasn't really that much of an acceleration to which I could compare now till after August of 2008, and that's really been the acceleration factor. Uh, before that time, uh, I could feel that I was very slowly starting to, you know, blossom in some areas to, again, understanding more about the nature of the thinking outside the box beyond societal structure, but it wasn't really ca capturing the epitome of the acceleration of the wave of energetics that, are, that were coming through during my time of awakening to where the last near three years have been, uh, it literally feels like I've en engaged about 10 to 15 years of spiritual knowledge within that two and a half to three year time. That's how fast it's really been since August of 2008, and it just seems to be getting faster and faster and more intense and more intense and more loving and more prosperous and more exciting each and every single day that I exist. Mm, I love it. I love the energy in your voice as you describe it. Um, before we move into more specifics and things like that, give us give us the rundown on on Adronus and and how um he is described um you know so so we can kind of build on it in the rest of the broadcast sure uh adronus is what is known again as a fifth density syrian consciousness he exists in what is known in the constellation of sirius and what i mean by fifth density is that he operates in a spectrum to where he is simply that of a light body consciousness uh he is somewhat physicalized you could state um, he functions in what is known as non-linear existence, meaning that he can actually function in many different realities at the same time. So there isn't really a particular schedule that I would need to do to actually communicate with him as he functions in multiple realities simultaneously. Then I'm actually able to uh, bring him in, I guess you could say, at any given moment to which is uh, appropriate. Um, just not tonight, of course, because I want to mostly discuss more about what he is and, of course, speaking on his behalf as well. But uh, his, his whole purpose uh, really is uh, to help, to assist humanity in the acceleration of awakening. Uh, he is what is known as a future version of myself, and he has claimed that he uh, has made contact uh, from a perspective of 297 years in the future. Um, of course, he doesn't really go by years in that sense, but it was something that I could basically understand from a level of progression that he's evolved from on a spiritual level in the idea of the, the Syrian experience. And, of course, uh, getting into that mentality as well, when I get into the state with Adronis, uh, basically all that's happening is that my whole consciousness is still here, but I'm kind of uh, on the, in the background, and uh, Adronis is sending me what is known as thought patterns uh, to the subconscious self. And what I am doing in the state is actually just creating a connection from the subconscious to the conscious to where those thought patterns are brought forward. But uh, Adronis is a, uh, I guess you could say, if we were to measure it in linear time uh, for progression, he would be well over 70,000 years old uh, if we were to measure it in that way, basically. But um, he's just a very intelligent, loving, uh, direct, and playful being. And uh, he really is here just to show us a much wider perspective. If this someone was to stand on top of a mountain and overlook a valley and have this glorious perspective of the entire landscape before them, it's not that they're superior, they just have a better view. And that's basically what he's doing, is from his perspective, his point of view, based on what he has learned and what he is willing to share with us, 
he's giving us a much wider perspective rather than us who are down in the valley trying to look about where we need to head and, of course, tuning in to the guidance uh, such as Adronis, of course, to our, even to our own higher selves. We are, again, tuning into the individual who is standing on top of the mountaintop and who can guide us as well. And uh, just this whole interaction with Adronis has been based on what I could call a soul contract, is that this is something that we have previously agreed to uh, since I came into this life uh, at some point to actually have this interaction, as I have had a uh, personal experience uh, around the... Uh, I think it was on the late fall or early winter time of uh, 2008 uh, to where I actually saw uh, what could be described as a ship that literally represents uh, Adronis himself to initiate that download and to consciously, subconsciously, in that sense, fulfill that contract that was uh, uh, created during the time of me coming onto this plane, coming onto this Earth itself. Now, I have a question, Brad. Um, have you yeah. had any kind of uh, past life regressions, or uh, have you actually had any experiences where you saw Dronus, or you you saw him on a ship, or any kind of uh, uh, things in that sense? Uh, in regards to past life regressions, no. Uh, in regards to a lot of meditative states and dream states, absolutely. Um, the past life regressions that I have done, I can I can read the Akashic records naturally as well. And uh, basically a lot of the lives that I have encountered have involved the Syrian constellation, or of course being on the planet, uh, one of the planets uh, within Sirius, to actually get an understanding of some of the culture there. Uh, but kind of in the idea of an observational perspective, nothing too deep that I can really relay to give the idea of the societal structure of, of uh, Sirius in that sense. However, there was just a lot of information that was coming in through past life progression in regards to who I have been, uh, connections that relate to Atlantis, connections that relate to Sirius, connections that relate to Greece, connections that relate to uh, Stonehenge as well, and uh, quite a few others, uh, Egypt, etc. But um, just with my interaction with Adronis has mostly been based on meditative states to where I've actually seen him, as I guess you could describe it, as being a very tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed being, uh, wearing kind of like a silver uniform with uh, blue stripes going down his arm. Now, again, that's just my perspective of how I have seen Adronis. Now, other people have seen him very similarly to that design. Uh, there have been people that have literally seen him as, a, as several orbs of light or swirling essence of divine ethereal energy uh, or as other forms as well, too. And simply because he is a fifth-density light-being consciousness, he is happy to reciprocate a vibration that is compatible with the individual that he is looking to communicate with to actually have an interaction that is mutually beneficial for both parties in that sense. So again, uh, meditative states and dream states is to have had uh, some form of interaction and some form of visual understanding of Adronis in that only. Now, uh, when you channel Adronis, uh, do you have a particular protocol or a symbol that you use? Yes, there is what's known as the blue shield uh, with a golden tree within it. Uh, you can find this actually on my website, areyourselfempowered.com. And uh, using, utilizing this symbol, again, I received it in the dream state. Uh, it was something that was given to me, kind of a beacon. It's kind of like when you're out in the water and you're not too sure where you, wa where you are and you're looking for that flashing light of beacon uh, to try and you know, approximate your location, so to speak. This is what you could also say as a vibrational phone number to where you can actually get into the meditative state to uh, meditate on this symbol, to where you can actually receive information from Adronis uh, and as well as the Syrian nation itself. 
Um, it's a very, very treasured uh, symbol from what they have explained to me. It's something that they heavily vibrate as well, too. Um, it does represent a, a very strong form of protection within the, the whole nurturing of divinity, of course, which represents that growing tree of, of light, of course, contained within the protection of the blue shield. So this is something that people can utilize. Um, the particular protocol that I go through in regards to a channeling state is that I just start to quiet my mind, and it's like I'm entering a state of complete zero thought, where I simply have the beingness to actually just go deeply within um, and just kind of allowing the energies that need to come in uh, to come in at times to where I'm in this kind of zero thought state, I'll start to receive uh, meditative visions in that sense to where Adronis is coming through. Uh, sometimes it could just literally feel like uh, a pouring of light that's coming in. Uh, sometimes I can just feel that uh, each and single, every single one of my chakra centers are emitting uh, almost like a, like a shield, like a bubble within each and every single color ray of the frequency of the uh, chakra centers themselves. And of course, aligning all seven chakras and of course having a portal uh, directly above my head pouring down what is known as liquid silver light, which is actually reflecting uh, any, any presences that uh, aren't really uh, part of the harmony that, uh, that will be brought through when a drawing comes through. So again, it's basically the protocol of just relaxing yourself, letting yourself go, and sometimes it can be different. Each, uh, you know, sometimes it's not always going to be the same. But again, the more you let go, the more you trust the energy, the more you just start to flow with it, uh, and you just you just have that feeling of love, and of course you're vibrating to that resonance itself. Then you're just reciprocating that form of vibration in turn as well. And uh, basically, that's my whole process: uh, getting into that state and um, just feeling, just knowing intuitively when it's ready to start. It's a bit like a, and uh, Adronis is there. And basically what happens is, like I said, a transitional shift, almost from me being Brad to suddenly transforming into Adronis. So again, it's kind of like that actor becomes a part mentality of that particular symbolism itself. Now, when you first started channeling Adronis, um, how were you so sure that the energy that was coming through was him or was benevolent? Are there were there any tests that you can do to kind of uh, yes. assure that you were channeling what you wanted to channel? Yeah, the key is to anyone who wants to begin channeling, it is very very important to test your entities and uh, to test your entities, it's very important to test them on knowledge that you don't really know about. You know what is what is an ultimate question that is so perplexing to you? What is something that is so incredible that you want to ask that you have no idea of knowing that answer consciously. And then when, of course, you receive a lot of this dialogue that represents the answer, then that kind of gives you a clue that you're starting to connect to uh, a very interesting energy. Now, of course, it's not diving right into it 100% as soon as you get one answer. You want to continuously do that each and every single time. And you want to test the entity. You want to make sure that they are aligned. Uh, one particular example of how you can test an entity, entity is just asking, are you that of the Christ consciousness? Are you here to be of service of the higher light of creation? Uh, a lot of higher vibrational questions. And what happens is a lot of beings that are within a very low density, a very low form of vibration itself, are not able to answer that question. Because in order for you to even give the, the structure of such a sentence to even be asked, requires uh, a certain vibration to actually calibrate to that. Uh, energy itself is all relayed from words and from statements as well. And so it's very, very important to anybody who wants to begin channeling out there, please remember to test your entities and make sure that you are answering, quote-unquote, the big questions. 
so that you can really receive an answer that you know personally, intuitively, you would not be able to answer on your own accord consciously. Brad, um, I know that when we talked to uh, Daryl about his channeling of Bashar, that there's um, at least one other person that is channeling Bashar. I believe it's a woman in Japan. Is anyone mm-hmm. else channeling Adronas? Uh, yes, I have been talking to people. Now, I'm not too sure if they are vocally channeling Adronas the way I am. However, I've spoken to quite a few people um, who actually have channeled Adronas and who have sent me uh, a lot of uh, written-down dialogue just on what they have received from him. And, of course, me just understanding Adronis from what I know of his personality, it was undoubtedly him. Uh, it very well was him. Uh, there are people who are actually able to empathically connect to him. There's times where he's actually uh, projected himself in people's dream states, where he's actually projected himself in the physical uh, in another person's room. Uh, so, I mean, people are able to communicate with Adronis. Again, I've, I've heard from quite a few people that have done it. Uh, has there been anyone who's vocally channeling him other than me? Not to my knowledge, right yet. But uh, again, other people have made contact with him and again have shown me a lot of the information that they have provided and all I can say is just based on what I know of him, once again, um, it was undoubtedly his personality and undoubtedly his way of, of communicating these forms of uh, insight to those people. Nice. Now, it's been three years or really, you know, less than that um i've been following you certainly for the last you know year year and a half tell me tell me what it's been like i mean you know we've all been running around in our own ways touching uh the lives of lots and lots of people what what is it like to be doing what you do um, as a Dronus and and just in your life as all the projects and everything you have going on as Brad Johnson? Yeah, well, I mean, the, the whole idea of actually just having the experience of channeling uh, an extra-dimensional consciousness, an extraterrestrial consciousness like a Dronus, uh, is beyond anything that's exhilarating. Um, every time that I get into a channeling state, um, once the channeling ensues, all the way up to the end. I just feel absolutely rejuvenated. It's like the universe is literally sending me a blessing uh, before, during, and after an address session. And it has really helped to transform a lot of lives uh, because, you know, all we're here to do on this planet is to offer perspective based on what we would consider to be our own truth. And, you know, it's never about one person having all the answers. Um, in my opinion, I certainly don't have all the answers. Adrona certainly doesn't have all the answers. Uh, all we are really sharing, as myself and as Adronis, is perspectives based on my own experience that have really worked for me. Now, that may not work for another person, um, but just based on everything that I've been through uh, from the very, very beginning, uh, it has just been a very exhilarating experience. I have met thousands upon thousands of people all across the world, um, whether they've uh, come over to a visit from Canada or where I've met them down uh, on the West Coast or whether I've just connected with them on the Internet, the Internet zero essence, I guess you could call it, uh, mm-hmm. all of those have just been exceptional experiences. And just meeting all these people who can relate to you and say, yes, Brad, I know exactly what you're going through. I've had something very similar happen to me. Or, Brad, you know, I was really, really excited about the session that you provided with Adronis, and it, just a lot of his uh, information has rung true to me. Uh, it really has given me some things to think about. And when you incite that particular form of reaction based on that person who is willing to accept that looking at something that they have not been able to look at before, 
it is an experience you can't even describe with words. It is something that is so beyond joy and so beyond bliss. And when I have people emailing me and saying, thank you, Brad, so much for what you're doing, uh, coming out there and just, you know, sometimes when you're coming out in the public spotlight, you know, you can you can be a target as well, too, and that's that has happened. Um, but, you know, I'm doing this because I absolutely love what I do. This is who I am. Uh, I am a channeler. I am, I guess I could say, in a sum up, I am a facilitator of higher consciousness. This is what I do, and this is who I am. And this is exactly why I'm doing it, is because my, I guess I could say, what Adronos calls hot rod passion uh, really is the epitome of what I'm doing here. It just, it just screams who I am. I just love every minute of uh, utilizing creative acts to uh, further progress my work, and of course, talking to so many wonderful people. Uh, sharing their experiences as well, too, because other people have had just as phenomenal, if not more so, even more phenomenal uh, experiences than what I've uh, personally had as well, too. Um, I've just literally gone through an immense acceleration of awakening, and I know a lot of other people out there who are listening to this broadcast or maybe listening to it later on may agree with as well, too, that there has definitely been an immense acceleration of awakening that has been taking place. And just throughout my entire journey of this, the days have been getting better and better. The energies are getting stronger and stronger, and our illumination of understanding what is is getting brighter and brighter. Beautiful, brother. Uh, now, speaking about awakening and big questions, um, what is Adronis's perspective on 2012 and ascension? Well, the whole idea of from Adronis's perspective on ascension is that each and every single one of us is literally ascending each and every single day. It's kind of like when you're peeling an onion or when a snake is shedding its skin. Each and every single day that you wake up, you are more of your natural self. And the reason why this is is because you're constantly going through the experience cycle of a linear time progression. And each and every single day that you exist, you're always going to be learning something new. Uh, there may be times in your life where you're experiencing some turmoil here. You may be going through a lot of challenges. But in a sense, by simply acknowledging that that is a challenge and that is something that you're looking to actually transcend within yourself, then what you're doing is you're growing. Yes, you're experiencing the challenge, but as you experience it each and every single day, gaining more insight on how you can outsurpass the challenge, transmute it, and move on, that in that sense is a personal awakening, an advancement, an ascension that you're going through each day. Um, in regards to 2012, uh, basically from Adronis' perspective, it is, it's a very large wave uh, of acceleration of energies. It's just something that, um, you know, right now we're going through a lot of different waves, uh, certain sizes that are happening each and every single day, and these waves seem to be getting a lot larger. Uh, basically from, you know, there's the 11-11-11 date, which of course is a very strong significance as well, too, of a very large wave of energy, uh, opening of gateways. And of course there is December 21st, 2012, which of course the journalist has said is the end of a quarantine and has also stated as well, too, that um, this is this is a, a very large collective shift that a lot of people will be shifting simultaneously into uh, a whole new experience. Now it's not something where you're going to flick on a light switch and all of a sudden you're up into a whole new experience of you know ultimate uh, beauty and higher dimensionality. But it's something that's just going through a transitional progress. It's saying if you are actually on an ocean on a raft and you're able to ride this wave, then you're, able, you're going to be able to make it to the shore a lot quicker than if you uh, decide not to ride that wave. And that's basically what it is. It's an acceleration push. It's something that the universe is sending us to uh, really say, okay, let's fire up the grid. Let's get this energy in there. Uh, those who are willing to ride the wave 
can ride this wave and really coast into a new form of accelerated evolution. Um, that really, to me, and from Adronis' own perspective, is the understanding of 2012, is again just a large acceleration wave of energies that's coming upon our planet and that we can all ride this wave, if we are willing to do so, to make it to the shore a lot quicker rather than trying to ride the uh, slow current, so to speak. Now, um, for, for you know the everyday person, um, what advice can you give people um, on a very uh, simple, basic level so that they can ride their waves comfortably and with ease and in a way so that they could understand? Yes. Uh, the key really is acceptance. Um, you know, all unconditional love is, is unconditional acceptance. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like what Adronis has said, allow yourself to allow. And when you allow yourself to allow, you are able to infinitely create. Um, you know, you're only in a box if you feel you're in a box. You really are limited if you feel you are in a state of limitation. Uh, you really can go as far as you can. And I know some people may have problems believing that, um, just from my own experience, uh, you know, for me, uh, coming to where I was, you know, making novels and video games and being an internet marketer and all that, I never thought in a million years that I would actually be a channeler for an extraterrestrial consciousness. And again, that's just one of the immense, uh, amazing energies that have been presented into my life based on opportunity of understanding what I don't know. The more that you're able to broaden your own unawareness into making that conscious awareness, the more that you are able to transcend past the idea of anything to where you're stagnant or you're not being able to move freely about, uh, the more that you can just harmonize with playing with the universe, playing with all that it is, understanding that everything exists for you to play with it um, in some way, in some shape, in some form. It's all about acceptance. The more that you are able to accept yourself, the more that you are able to be mindful of all perspectives, even though you may not utilize all those perspectives. You acknowledge that they exist and you acknowledge that each and every single one of those perspectives is just as valid and is just as just and is just as preferable as any particular perspective or perspective that you wish to attain within yourself to help accelerate your evolution uh, dramatically. I love that. Now, um, Ilya brought it up beforehand and I'm, I'm right in alignment with him. Uh, these days, uh, recent days um, goes back, I don't know, month, two months, something like that, have been um, challenging, and I'm seeing it a lot in the in the circles that uh, that I interact um, in out here and and online is that uh, people are really being faced with their stuff in the form of. Uh, I guess, you know, the challenges of what their lives are about, what their futures hold, what they should be doing, what they could be doing, what they would be doing, you know, all of this. What, um, and, and, and that's, that's from the perspective of, you know, like myself, who's constantly focused on this and foundation belief that it's all an illusion, and yet, you know, so incredibly uh, more than real at times. What is Adronis's you know, take or perspective that can really um, assist people in this process right now with whatever's going on energetically, planetarily, and all of that? Yeah, I mean, everything that you're experiencing that represents a challenge is just something you're trying to harmonize, too. Uh, you know, a lot of people have carried their baggage around, and not just in this life, but in lifetimes before this one, in previous perspectives. 
And uh, when we're not able to learn something, we need to repeat it until we actually learn about you know, what is it that we can actually do by being mindful of this challenge that's coming our way so that we can transcend it and so that we can accelerate. And that's, that's the only reason why you're going through challenges. That's the only reason why there's all this uh, upbringing of a lot of intense forms of uh, situations that are emerging uh, that could be very troublesome for some people. And uh, they're just looking to the idea of, of uh, playing with those uh, experiences, playing with those situations, to really see how it can bring a harmony with them. Because, again, if you're not willing to harmonize, you're just playing the same game and you're playing the same broken record over and over and over again. Just that that same broken record may have the odd bits of uh, virginized different uh, uh, sound quality to itself as it starts to versionize in coherency with your own experience. So what you're really looking to do here is all of the experiences, all the challenges that you're going through right now are all part of an advanced form of learning. Uh, that Earth itself is a grand university, that you have come here to learn, that you have come here to play this game. How much can I limit myself to realize that limitation is just an illusion? Uh, as Adronis has said, too, we enter into drama to realize that there is no such thing as drama. You know, um, it really is just that the drama we create is self-imposed. The drama we create, both individually and collectively, is just there to show us how we can truly play with the universe beyond drama, beyond turmoil, beyond challenges. And so all the stuff that's happening on the planet right now, and yes, there is a lot of accelerated uh, evolutionary changes that are taking place in regards to Earth changes on the planet. Um, again, that's all part of the process, because in order for you to come from a very, very deep state of darkness, a lot of dense energies, uh, to come into the light, you really have to experience the middle ground, and that middle ground represents trans uh, uh, transition. It represents the idea of the falling of old systems and the rising of new. It represents the idea of old relationships that are no longer beneficial for you to where you're starting to see with a more clear, buoyant uh, perspective that uh, perhaps some of these uh, relationships have been very, very harsh and you're starting to realize that they are not representing your highest, best good. And that's basically what it is that's happening in a nutshell right now is everything that does not represent our highest, best good is being transmuted so that we can align ourselves, look at all of this particular form of uh, dense energies that don't represent our highest, best good to understand what is it that I truly want to create? What is it that I really want? And again, it's like understanding that in order for you to understand what the light is, first you have to understand what it is not. And that's the choices that you're making right now, is to understand what the light is not so that you can choose the more appropriate vibration that represents your own harmony so that you can move more into a transcension of divine evolution itself. Okay, I'm right there with that. And that's, you know, very much at play in my individual experience. Now, now let's take a jump up uh, a level to the collective experience. And how does um how do, how does that relate? You know, we've got all these people out there talking about harp and the illuminati and and new world order and, and just all of the myriad of um perspectives of the the dark side that is right. having an impact or has had an impact on the collective um how does that play out and are we is how is it possible to not be a victim of of all of that from the collective um consensus 
Right. Well, the collective consensus itself, uh, in order to have an experience like this, in order for you to have duality, you need to have both sides of the coin. You need to have the black and you need to have the white. And basically all the Illuminati is is that they are playing a role. Uh, the power elite itself is playing a role. They are something that is supposed to happen because how are you ever going to understand what the light is if you have nothing to play with, so to speak, or encounter or experience that represents the darkness. You're not going to be able to transcend into a full, pure state of consciousness if you don't go through some challenging times. And that's really what represents the Illuminati. You know, it's really about, I know some people may not agree with this, but it really is about accepting that they exist and just, you know, not buying in too much in regards to what what they want you to really dive into. They want you to dive into hating them. They want you to dive into fearing them. And the more that you do that, then the more they say, oh, well, i got a puppet now. Now I'm able to manipulate this person. Now I'm able to do all these things that just will allow them to buy into it so much that I have immediate uh, control over them. And, you know, it's never really about the idea of, you know, trying to play the game, trying to play fire with fire. Uh, you're not going to win. It's just You're just diving into a, an archetype that is completely illusionary. The only way you're ever only going to overcome this, and I think Albert Einstein said it best, you cannot solve a problem based on the same level it took to create it. You need to see the world anew. And so everything that represents the collective consensus is to produce these forms of challenging times, is to produce a lot of these uh, uh dense energetics that represent something like a power elite or world governments to help you understand that you don't need it. In order for you to understand what you don't need, you have to first see what this is. What is it that I don't need? Well, this is exactly what it is. Here we are. We're playing with it. Do we still want this in our reality? Well, a lot of people would say, no, absolutely. I don't want this in my reality. And so the whole collective consciousness is trying to wake us up in that sense. He's saying, you know, if we showed you the most challenging, you know, dense energies that you can possibly experience on this planet, would you do your part individually and collectively to actually transcend this information, to actually transcend this experience so that you are actually aligning yourself into a more higher state of consciousness so that you can be that filter that will actually move into the light by understanding more and more of what the light is not. So how can I accept that... Uh, you know, harp, the Illuminati, all of this without slipping into being a victim to it. Well, the because then that, that those... just warps everything. Right. The whole idea is all those systems are self-destructive. They only fuel their power based on people who want to get involved with it. The more that you're feeding them that power and the more that you're feeding them that energy the more that becomes stronger. It's like you're feeding the beast, you know, a beast that's caged down below. It's kind of like off Star Wars where Luke Skywalker jumps into that pit and you see this big gigantic rancor pit monster, you know, it's all chained up. Then, uh, you know, the whole idea is that if you're really going to feed the beast and try and give it so much attention and give it so much energy and, and feel that you are a victim and feel that you have victim consciousness, then all you're doing is you're playing the game. You know, victimness itself is an illusion. Victory itself is an illusion. It's really about the idea of what you would call beingness. The more that you are in your own state of being to understand all of mindful perspectives that exist on this planet, then you are able to fundamentally shift your vibration to a higher level, to where you simply are not functioning within an earth that represents those turmoils, that represents those particular forms of ideas. 
Uh, it's not about the idea of the situation completely uh, vanishing out of existence itself because everything that energy exists, but you're simply shifting to a reality to where that is no longer something that you're giving your power away to. It's no longer something that you're feeding to actually help you transcend yourself further. So the more that you are able to fundamentally, again, uh, shift your frequency beyond the idea of trying to battle like fire with fire or feeling that you're a victim or feeling that someone has hurt you, all you're doing is you're playing into the drama pool. You know, if people enjoy swimming in melodrama and they want to be a victim or they want to be a victor or they want to be superior or they want to be inferior, or look what they're all doing here and look what we're all doing here, through the idea of actually moving to a higher alignment, you become a problem solver. You become that of saying, I'm going to transcend past these systems rather than looking at what we shouldn't have, look more into the idea of what we can do. It's about resolution. And the more that you are able to fundamentally, again, shift your vibration to a higher frequency to where you are actually becoming that as a resolver rather than the idea of a problem uh, adder, you know, just adding to the problem, uh, not worrying about accusations or the blame game, but actually having the problem solver mentality and moving that vibration higher up so that you can develop new premises, new understandings that have not been there before, so that a lot of the turmoil or the feeling of victim consciousness no longer is apparent in your own reality, and so that you're actually fixing up these particular forms of uh, challenges that we're experiencing right now through the idea of being a very mindful, higher vibratory problem solver. I like that. I mean, one of the things I see is the the people that are talking about chemtrails and talking about all these different things going on, I'm not feeling the energy that they're that they've taken themselves out of the vibration. I, I feel the energy that they are fighting it. Like that that they've chosen their role to be is to be fighting it because it they're so bad what we're up That's against it. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, and really the vibration to take yourself out of it is to, again, have a resolution. What are you going to do to to what you feel is appropriate to prevent these chemtrails from happening? What are you going to do uh, through your own accord? Uh, what is what is the best form within your imagination to resolve a problem like this? And again, this is about being the mentality of being a problem solver. Leaving your imagination up into the entirety of the universe and letting your imagination culminate all of these particular ideas, all these opportunities that are coming into your awareness so that you can play with a lot of opportunities and so that you can communicate with others and people who are of like mind vibration who want to associate with helping you in being a problem solver. Again, you will only attract what you are the vibration of. And if you are in attracting a vibration that represents a group mentality to work to evolve past the idea of chemtrails by finding a solution, by talking to whoever you need to talk to, by performing actions on whatever you need to uh, deliver within yourself or in a group, group mentality that, you know, we're not going to allow the, these forms of experiences to happen anymore. And it really is about the idea of being strength in numbers. And that the more people who are equally passionate and are functioning on like-mind grounds uh, with attempting to resolve anything like that, uh, you are able to change the world. You really are able to change uh, a, a very large group consensus by coming together moving together as one and deciding exactly what you want in this world. What is it that you want to create? And again, the, the strength really is in the numbers in regards for this to happen. Okay, now now I like this. Let's let's play a little practical game here. Let's talk about chemtrails. I mean, my perspective is 
when I look up at the sky and see what people are calling chemtrails to look at it and say, wow, isn't that pretty? Um, you know, I'm just not <laughs> buying into any other perspective or energy that I don't feel is serving my highest self. But that's not really a solution, although it's kind of my solution. What, talk to me about that. Well, again, it is, a, it is a solution in its own way because um, whatever you interpret something to be will become its outcome. Uh, there may be a person who is deciding to perhaps not resolve the, the idea of a, of, a, of a chemtrail, but perhaps they have the guidance to go and uh, be into another part of the world to where those cease to exist. And again, that's just as valid as someone who wants to, in that sense, develop new solutions to uh, completely transmuting the chemtrail issue as well. It's basically just being very mindful of the opportunities that await you that are in your field, so to speak, in your field of awareness to where you can actually accentuate what you consider to be appropriate in regards to functioning within a reality to where those chemtrails are not apparent. Now, again, some people want to resolve that uh, in regards to the problem solver. Some people want to simply transcend the idea to where they simply won't associate. Both are valid because it's based upon the perspective. It's not that someone's chickening out. It's just that they feel through their own vibration based on what's appropriate for them uh, that may, they may not even interpret the idea of something as chemtrails. And again, that's interpretation. Reality is by interpretation. And they may move out of another part of the country uh, to where, again, these, these chemtrails or whatever they may be are not apparent. So, again, it's all about the vibrational sync-up and being exactly where you need to be in regards to what you are passionate in experiencing yourself. And that passion itself will always be the determination of the outcome in order for you to actually have the resolving experience of a chemtrail, whether it's to actually create new systems or create new fundamental uh, group mentalities to work to uh, you know, eradicating that idea within your region or moving into another region. It's all valid based upon the principle of what you consider to be validity. I got it. Good. That helps me quite a bit because, you know, I mean, we all deal with our perspectives. And one of the things for me, and I started my umbrella company back in 1994, um, which is It's All Good Companies, was to say, okay, it's all good. And if for some reason I don't think it's good, it's that I just don't understand it at that higher level because it truly is all good. Because So from that time, from 1994 on, I wasn't going to own a perspective that energetically didn't feel right to me. Right. And it served me. Although to some people it's, you know, I've been accused of not looking at reality or this or that, which, I mean, you know, is laughable in a sense. <laughs> well, again, it's going back to that, that phrase that Adronis uses so well, and I use this in a lot of my seminars that I talk about, is reality is by interpretation. And it always will be. One person may have a reality to where they want to fight. They want to get up and they want to fight the chemtrails, or they want to get up and they want to fight the power elite. And that's valid, because that's what they consider to be based on their own interpretation to justify their own validity. And again, there may be people who just want to move on, who want to travel the world and may not want to be bothered with that. Both are valid because they're both interpretations based upon a unique perspective of the one. And each and every single one of us, all 6.97 billion of us right here on this planet right now, have the right through the idea of free will to choose how we wish to express ourselves through our own fundamental unique reality. And this is why reality is by interpretation, and it always will be. Nice. 
we have a question uh, from the chat room from Don who asks, several of us have felt dramatic timeline shifts up to three this month and all in conjunction with a corona mass ejection or peak in solar activity. Have you noticed this? And would you like to comment on timeline shift roles in the shift? Yes, that's right. I mean, any time that you're having coronal mass ejections, this new energy that's being brought forward from the sun, you're going to experience massive acceleration changes. And, of course, this will relate on a variety of different levels. It can relate to the idea where time may feel like it's speeding up. It may relate to the idea to where you're uh, just leaving a relationship and you're getting into a new one. It can relate to the idea of you just waking up the next morning and just feeling like a completely different person. Uh, all of these levels of change are always going to uh, inflict uh, the idea of what one person considers to be their own unique perspective. So however they decide to shift and uh, keeping track of that, each and every single person can shift uh, to which they are noticing, but you're all going to experience it differently because this is what makes you unique. This is what uh, you yourselves are able to actually dive into and understanding that, well, one person may get out of a relationship or here I am now I have a new opportunity for a job or here I am waking up the next morning and it feels like only an hour has passed and now here's like eight or nine hours that have literally passed. So, again, everybody will experience a level of shifts. I certainly have myself, but we're all going to experience different versions of how we interpret those shifts because the whole principle itself is that through these shifts that are occurring, we're all going to use it to benefit ourselves, uh, to transcend ourselves in the way that it is appropriate for us to reach a higher state of accelerative evolution and change. Okay. Um, earlier in the interview, you mentioned shifting into parallel Earths, and you mentioned yes. parallel reality. Now, there's a lot of talk going around that we're all one. There's only one of us here. So, what? How can you? Uh, what is the relationship between us as the individual being the only one here, in a sense, and the collective consciousness? Well, in order for you to tap into the collective consciousness, you really have to understand that you're looking to function as a monadic consciousness. And uh, a lot of people aren't able to understand about what it is like to be part of a monad. And so if you're really looking at it from a non-corporeal consciousness level, a non-physical level in understanding the collective consciousness, not everyone's going to be able to tune into that whole understanding. They are very, very in tune with what they're going through individually. And through that individual bracket, it's all about understanding that we are all branches of the one same core that represents that monadic understanding of the collective consciousness. However, how, however you wish to actually uh, conduct yourself based on an individual level and how mindful you're willing to observe the collective consciousness because the collective consciousness really is an observational cue. They're kind of like the, the game masters that are kind of just plan, planning out and programming this game to where all these players are literally coming in and playing this game as their characters, as their incarnate beings that they are. But uh, everything really is monadic, just as you need uh, you know, programmers and all these other beings to uh, completely create this particular type of game. Uh, everybody needs to be involved. The players, the programmers, uh, the moderators, the game masters, all of those people need to be involved on a monadic level in order for it to function as it is functioning now. So it's all based on what you would consider to be the likely perspective that resonates the most with you if you wish to function in individual principles and if you really truly do understand that everything is one and that really there is only one being on this planet, if you're looking at it from a non-corporeal monadic understanding, then uh, that's exactly the choice that you have 
uh, to look at it any particular perspective that you wish. Again, reality is by interpretation. Okay. Um, well, since you say that there is only one of us here, to my understanding, that would mean that when we shift into a parallel Earth, we experience individuals in that parallel Earth that represent our version of those individuals. So right. whenever we shift in every moment that we are shifting, we are literally experiencing those indiv- those same individuals, but we're experiencing uh, different versions of them. Uh, A different version of them, that's right. Absolutely, okay. and that's that's exactly what you are experiencing when you're going into another parallel reality. And again, everything is just in is in perfect, flawless continuity. You know, you're shifting vibrations all the time. You're going into a parallel uh, Earth every single frame, every moment that you exist. And basically, how you're doing this is that your own broadcast, your own vibration that you're giving out is uh, creating a continuity based on the experiences that you want to go through. So right now with me talking to you guys on the radio here, uh, I'm shifting into many different parallel realities that will reciprocate the idea of my intention to have this interaction with you. Now I'm talking to many different versions of you because uh, each and every single second there's different forms of uh, sound variations that are coming out of my vocal dialogue to where I'm actually having this conversation with you guys. But again, that's the continuity of what I have decided to broadcast to have this interaction with you to where each and every single second, every moment that you exist, there's other particular versions of yourself that are vibrating in resonance to allow this continuity of co-creation to come together. And so that, in a sense, is the allotment of the continuity consciousness to which we're actually ascending, or I should say, uh, to actually we're progressing throughout the idea of many different parallel realities, which are static realities that are being allotted into a state of continuity. Uh Uh-huh. So... So every person shifts into his or her own uh, parallel reality in every moment and creates yeah. versions of other people in their reality that most represents themselves. That represents their vibration to what their experience uh, is, is, is to entail. Right. So at the same time, those people that they are experiencing outside of themselves are also creating their own versions of the people in their reality, um, right. such as yourself, appearing in their in their reality. That's right, and that's that's the idea of a co-creation about allowing other people, not only from your perspective, interacting with those versions of people, but those individuals, of course, creating that version of you to interact with, as well as vice versa, from a lot of people involved in the particular co-creational scenario. Right. So. In my perspective, what that would imply is that people that are behind things like HARP and the Illuminati will actually shift according to the reality that we sh- that we shift into. Is that right? It depends on their alignment in order for what they wish to represent. Now, again, every single person that uh, is functioning within this time continuum right now, space-time continuum, is bringing themselves forward into a reality that they prefer. Uh, there will be people that may want to shift into a very fear-based scenario, a very fear-based reality. You won't associate that because you're simply not the vibration of diving into that particular fear factor. Fear and love are two entirely different frequencies. And so the relation of what you are personally interacting, and again, we're not talking about what others are. We can only say from us, from our perspective, from the one, uh, based on what we wish to uh, shift into, 
ultimately determines the nature of that experience, whether that be love or whether that be fear. When you are completely in fear and you feel that you're a victim and you feel you have this victim consciousness and everything's treating you so unfairly and you're diving into the deep end of the melodrama pool, then that's exactly what you're going to manifest in some form that represents the variation of the multiple parallel realities that will bring you into such a continuum to initiate such an experience. If you are, however, on a very love frequency, such as the three of us are right now, of course, having this conversation, you'll vibrate more to the resonance of what's considered to be the love frequency that will then broadcast this interaction with us that will move you into a more higher plateau of understanding because you are on the mindset of acceptance rather than the idea of stagnation. Right. So us three in this uh, conversation are, are in a reality where there is uh, more uh, of an abundance of love uh, energy. Um, That's right, however, because we're all accepting. We're also, yeah, and however, we're also in a reality at the same time with people that are experiencing more fear. That relates to it. However, that's not what we're experiencing right now. We're only giving the assumption that there are people right now that, of course, may be in a state of fear. But again, you're still not vibrating to that harmonic. They're functioning it on another earth that's not relating to this experience right now because now is all we have. And all we're doing right now is, of course, functioning within the continuum of everything that represents this higher love vibration to where we are accepting. Even though that there are infinite parallel realities that exist, Right now, right here, right this second, we're here, we're enjoying our, our, our talk, we're enjoying our love, and uh, this is really the point that, that matters. This is being very, very mindful of the now moment of what your interaction entails right here, right now, based on this experience. Now, the final thing that I just want to mention is that, um, for example, if someone who is in a space of love is living with someone who is in a space of fear, how do those two realities that are very far apart coexist. They can't, and that's the thing. That's why a lot of people are experiencing this massive form of division, that separation within themselves when they're going through these shifts. It's nothing to do with, you know, uh, airy-fairy nonsense. It has to do with vibrational energy physics. That, you know, two particular forms that are, you know, one that is very dense and one that is very light cannot coexist. You know, the light will always overtake that darkness. Uh, that dense energy cannot constantly associate with that, especially through an acceleration period of what we're going through. And so in some form to how that will manifest based upon a co-creative experience, that will lead to uh, being a part in that sense of however it needs to be conducted. Uh, I can literally speak on personal experience of that <laughs> in that way. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Dream, are you still with us? Yes, I am. <laughs> I was muted. I was I was muted. I muted myself and I started asking a question to nobody. <laughs> and I would have kept going if it wasn't for you, Ilya. Okay. Um <laughs> I'm having fun. Brad, uh so I want to get personal now. Um right. you get to spend quite a bit of your time with the Dronus. You are yes. learning, absorbing, shifting, transmutating, transforming in leaps and bounds, uh, I'm sure. Uh, I want to know about your life. I want to know, I want to know 
how things look for you and and you know are you dealing with the same kind of less than comfortable experiences that the rest of us are or have you just totally bypassed that and if you have um when is the next retreat that you're holding where I can come and learn all the tricks and secrets Right, exactly. Well, uh, from my experience right now, uh, that everything that represents those intense challenges or those turmoils uh, have really diminished. Uh, there really is a time right now where I'm just so happy of what I'm doing. Uh, you know, I'm enjoying life myself. Uh, again, like you, could, you were talking about earlier about that Facebook profile this morning, that post I did, uh, that was all truth. That was literally from the heart. It was a profound experience that has happened to me. Um, you know, I'm just enjoying my life uh, with people. Um, and, you know, Everything that we're experiencing right now is happening for a reason. It just represents our own shifts. And uh, I'm just in a shift vibration to where I'm just enjoying life and I'm just uh, vibrating into such a high resonance where every every single moment in my life is a true gift. Uh, there are There is a retreat that's going to be coming up in August that's known as the Canadian Spiritual Freedom Tour, which is going to begin, begin on August 1st, and it's within the British Columbia and Alberta areas. And it's a span of about a week and a half to two weeks. And uh, anybody that are within the vicinity of British Columbia or Alberta, if you're down from the States and if you want to come up for these shows, uh, please feel free to attend. They're all by donation. And you can go to areyouselfempowered.com to check out more information. I'm also working with an organization known as Awakening Truth Worldwide. And, of course, we're creating an online conscious classroom to which you can actually uh, grow, interact, and evolve uh, with a lot of the faculty members there. Of course, you can find information on areyouselfempowered.com. And, of course, uh, the retreats that I'm always doing are always based online, uh, where I'm doing Adronis private sessions. And, of course, going to areyouselfempowered.com again, you can uh, sign up for a uh, Adronis private session. That's one hour in length, as I do Akashic readings, as I do Akashic healing, and I do personal and general question and answers with Adronis in the channeled state uh, for anybody who would like to have more insight and more information in regards to who Adronis is or to get more insight just based on a perspective on a higher dimensional perspective of what people are going through right now. And again, you can find that on areyouselfempowered.com. I love it. I love I love your URL, areyouselfempowered.com. Uh really it's hits home question. for me. <laughs> now tell Absolutely. me what can what can people expect in a, a one on one session? Well, again, uh, I think the best form of, of what to expect is to expect the unexpected. Um, there's a lot of surprises. There's a lot of uh, things that can come up that can literally just exceed expectations. Uh, people who would like to have like a past life uh, information in regards to other lives that they've been or a future life. Uh, people who would like to have uh, a little bit of healing uh, to help uh, you know, bring their akashia, their own, uh, I guess you could say, quote-unquote karma or life adjustments into a very good balance. Uh, can do so through these sessions. And, of course, any kind of question that you have, whether it be personal or whether it be general, uh, there hasn't been one question that Adronis hasn't been able to answer. And, of course, it's very important to remember that Adronis is that of a mentor, and he's not like it's not like calling a psychic hotline here. It's that he's helping you understand about the questions that you're asking so that you can actually uh, look at that question through his perspective and actually have the answer already within. And that's basically what he does. He just kind of... Uh, presents that question back to you in a very playful and fun uh, yet direct way and shows you exactly, um, just by kind of picking at your brain, so to speak, uh, the the solution to your own question just by, in that sense, very carefully um, uh, showing it to you, back to you, 
uh, to uh, get more insight in regards to what you wish to ask. So again, a lot of opportunity and a lot of amazing things have happened in Adrona sessions that are literally just exceed anything beyond expectation. And this is this is one of the aspects of Adronis that I love is that um, in a really beautiful interaction, it is assisting the participant, whoever that is, whether it's a group, audience, or an individual, in finding that answer within themselves. And and That's I right. love that in 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 how it all plays out. That's something that um, has really resonated uh, with me in in. Um, how Adronis shows up. Excellent. Yes, and exactly. That's what it's all about. It's just about you know finding the resonance within yourself. And of course, you're always able to accept or reject the information because all Adronis is doing is simply sharing his perspective, his point of view. Um, as he always says, you know, your knowledge, your information, your creation resides within your heart, your being, and your soul. So of course, you truly do have the answers. All Adronis is doing is looking to ignite that spark within yourself to help you realize exactly that you do hold all the answers and that your awareness can greatly accelerate uh, through the assistance of the being of service to what Adronis is doing uh, to really spark and ignite uh, these newfound discoveries within yourself. Now, I want to share a little story um, of something that, that happened um, last year when, uh, when we met you in person uh, in Victoria on our tour of love. Um, I don't know if it's you or if it's it's Adronus, but um, uh, I understood from from Neil and Ilya that you were able to identify what um, planet um, or star system or whatever it is that that we came from before incarnating here as human beings. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I mean, people are from all over, but if you were looking for, like, the human origins of, you know, where the majority of the human race came from, it would be known as the constellation of Lyra. And uh, that's where all human life originated, uh, billions and billions of years ago. And um, during a lot of uh, trying times, there was a large migration to where the human race was, uh, uh, you know, forced to relocate and migrate themselves into different forms of planets. Uh, different star systems as well, too. And, of course, others moved into higher dimensions. Uh, basically, from Adronis' perspective, um, a lot of the uh, elders, I guess you could say almost like the monks of the galaxy, uh, a lot of them took refuge upon Sirius. And uh, a lot of other different races, uh, over time, they began to populate a lot of those stars. And a lot of them have uh, other different forms of appearances based on the environment that represents the planet, people who are blue-skinned, people who are gold-skinned, people who are green-skinned, uh, people that maybe have a larger head or a smaller head, people that are maybe uh, six inches tall, people that may be 20, 25, 30 feet tall, uh, other particular beings that are not human, of course, uh, just flourish amongst the stars. And so the galaxy, uh, our entire universe, is, in, is a teeming ocean of life. It's, it's very abundant with life. Um, just me having personal contacts, again, not just with Adronis, but with other beings um, that I've reached in meditative states, dream states, uh, altogether. Uh, it is a vast, beautiful cosmos. And again, your alignment defines your interaction with the particular beings that are able to play with that alignment as well in reciprocation to allow such an interaction to take place. Now, I didn't know what to expect, but Neil and Ilya were very interested to hear uh, from your perspective, from uh, where where Dr. Dream came from. And I have <laughs> quoted you for uh, the last 
year. I mean, and we were expecting, you know, he's Arcturian, he's Palladian, you know, whatever it is. And you looked at me and you said, Dr. Dream came here from the angelic realm. That's right. I love that. You certainly did. Yeah. You are just divine, <laughs> ethereal consciousness, Dr. Dream. <laughs> and you're spreading your love to... exactly as to what happens on heaven is to what happens on earth. And you're just part of the party that's uh, coming down from heaven to spread your love and your abundance all over this planet. Make it everywhere. <laughs> In that sense. I don't want to ask the next question because I'd have to break the smile. <laughs> Give yourself a few moments to smile Then there you go Ilya do you have something So I can bask in the glory of uh, Brad's last answer uh, Yeah I wanted to um, Plug Brad's Self-empowerment TV Because I've actually Watched um, a few episodes And I have found them to be very informative So can you uh, talk a little bit About that Brad yeah, again, it's all part uh, of Awakening Truth Worldwide, the organization that I'm doing, uh, AwakeningTruthWorldwide.com. And, of course, uh, basically what I wanted to do was just have these interviews. It's just getting to the mentality of interviewing other people that are very very similar uh, to me, uh, experiencing what they were brought here to experience, understanding that they're doing their part in this uh, very vast, large uh, time of awakening. And a lot of people are sharing all of their different perspectives uh, based on their validity of their own truth. And I'm just happy to showcase uh, people who want to talk about their acceleration, their version of self-empowerment, what they're going through, and, of course, their own uh, forms of encounters that they've gone through uh, based upon their massive acceleration of awakening and, of course, just sharing insight with people based on what they've encountered. Now, who are some of the guests that, that you've had on recently? Um, I have... I have had Laura Eisenhower on. I have had uh, Cynthia Crawford on. I have had uh, Aaron McCullum on. Um, I just recently had an, a new interview with an individual named Paige Bartholomew, who, again, is a very wonderful uh, individual with a great understanding of uh, spiritual and heart connections. Uh, I mean, there's new guests coming on all the time. So, I mean, if people really want to check it out, you just go to areyouselfempowered.com. You'll find a whole collage of uh, interviews there, as well as some Madronas info as well, too. Uh, there's a lot that's, uh, that's available throughout that particular channel. Beautiful. Thank you, Brad. Dr. Dream, how's your smile going? <laughs> Still there, alive <laughs> and well. <laughs> Excellent. Now, Brad, uh, you've uh, also got quite a presence on YouTube. Is That that, that would almost be right. an understatement. Yeah, I guess you could say there's well over 300 videos on my channel, uh, one, uh, a collection of over 1.5 million views uh, in the span of about two and a half years. So um, there's there's a lot of material that's on there. And, of course, you just go to youtube.com slash 101408blogspot, and you can check out my channel directly. And, of course, a large assortment of information there on a variety of different topics that you can check out, both from Adronis and from other uh, uh, variants of the uh, source as well. I am in such deep appreciation for um, the dedication uh, that you um that that is you in bringing this forth for all of us and it it just it means the world to me to to watch how you're doing this to be part of of the energy and and I want to tell you that it's it's really inspiring 
Oh, thank you very much, and I appreciate uh, just giving me the opportunity to come on the show and just sharing my perspective with everybody because uh, a lot of the guests that you've had have uh, just uh, incredible, valid, uh, wonderful uh, truths to share as well, and I'm just happy to be a part of it. So I want to thank uh, you, Dr. Dream, and thank you very much, Ilya, my good old buddy from California. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much, uh, both of you guys, for allowing me to come on tonight and just helping me to share my light with everybody listening in. Now, Brad, any you, you told us about some things going on in Canada, um, everything you have going on online. Any plans uh, in the near future to, to pop down here to uh, your neighbor to the south? I would most certainly love to uh, come back to California. Uh, if the opportunity certainly presents itself, I'll be there in a heartbeat. Um, again, I had such a blast with uh, Neil and Ilya uh, when we were doing the uh, uh, Adronis Portal to Ascension uh, Shifting into Love Tour. Uh, that was about two weeks long all across California. It was a blast, and I would love to do something very, very similar uh, like that again very, very soon. If the opportunity does arise, I'll be there. Awesome. We'll look to see if we uh, can create something like that. We would love to have you have you back here um, and just uh, in listening to you speak about uh, Ilya and Neil, uh, such a um, whelming sense of gratitude for their presence in uh, my experience um, also. So it's nice uh, um, to know these two um, are certainly playing their role running around um, touching lives in such an amazing, wonderful, and positive way. Absolutely. Sweet. So let's see what else we've got. Next week, uh, we have Isabella Stoloff, who is a shaman, uh, an international speaker, and a, uh, a spiritual guide, adventure travel. She will be with us. Um, on the broadcast, um, we have some some really amazing guests uh, coming up in the next couple of months. It's all very exciting. Uh, we'll be doing a few dates, a tour of love dates in Northern California. More on that in the next five days. We're just uh, locking down venues and um, all the details on that. Uh, and then we'll be back here in Southern California on July 15, 16, and 17 for the Orange Vortex event. Um, and this is going to be quite the, the weekend camping experience. And we'll also represent um, the, the, the biggest um, energetic grid experience uh, that I have been part of and bigger than anything that we've heard about anyone else doing as far as human bodies creating a um, geometric shape and and transcending um, 3, 4D. So, <laughs> how about that for a teaser? <laughs> um, again, Brad Johnson... Thank you so very much for uh, your presence, uh, not just on the broadcast tonight, but just in our collective reality. We appreciate you, um, so much gratitude, and um, all of it um, growing and instilling a greater sense of 
universal and unconditional love in all of us that uh, that know you and get to experience what you do. So thank, thank you, you very for much. That. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for again having me on the show tonight. It was an absolute blast. And Ilya, brother, you rock. <laughs> <laughs> yes, brother. We are indeed here and now. And again, Brad, you are an amazing individual. Um, and I have known you for quite some time now. And from my, from the bottom of my heart, from the top of my heart, from all different areas of my heart, I love you and I thank you so much for choosing to incarnate at this time and for your service to humanity. You are an absolute blessing, an absolute gift. And if I'd have to guess where you're from, I too would say the angelic realm. So thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much, love, brother. And uh, keep spreading your light as well, too. You guys are doing a phenomenal job. And thank you again. Feeling the love tonight. Um, Thank you all so much for listening, whether you listen live or you're listening at another time. Um, Just sending love and appreciation out into the ether um, for all of us to tap into. Um, And Dream Reality, New Earth Radio, reminding you that truly the choice is yours. Spread that love and... um, All that's good within you to everyone you perceive in your reality. Have a wonderful evening and a great week, and we'll be back next Tuesday with Isabella Stoloff. All right, everyone. Good night. Blessing to everyone. Love you all. Good night.